0: They say that in the case of mysterious deaths, the first 48 hours are critical. If investigators don't make a breakthrough in that time, the chances of resolving the case are greatly diminished. But what if you don't make a breakthrough in the first 48 hours, or the first 48 days? What if you don't make a breakthrough in 48 years? Welcome to the mysterious case of Fred the Head, and one of the UK's most baffling unsolved crimes. Episode 25 The Man in the Shack We left things at the end of the last episode with quite a few loose ends for me to try and pull together and tie up. Firstly, that story we'd heard in episode twenty three of the three men who travelled from the Northeast, well that was still a long, long way from being verified. And in fact, my initial investigations were cast in serious doubt on the claims that were made in that account. The main weakness was the inability to track these three men down, the names that had been given Mark Tomlinson, Rick Milford, Paul Waldron, just not yielding anything of use. Secondly, and intriguingly, during my attempts to verify that story, someone had suggested to me that a person may have been living on that island when the body was found, or around the time of the murder. Now again, that's the recollection of one person at a distance of over 50 years, but in this story, it's those kind of fragments of memory that we're dealing with. So... Both of these aspects needed further investigation. And some people may ask, and it's a legitimate question, why bother with trying to find these three men who clearly don't exist? Well, my answer to that is simple. It's unrealistic to expect people to have perfect recall after half a century. It's just not gonna happen. So whilst those names may be wrong, doesn't mean these three men didn't exist and if the names were wrong but the story was still essentially correct we would have been very foolish to give up on it just because the names weren't recalled perfectly accurately and in a 50 year old murder case you can't afford not to exhaust every avenue that said where do you draw the line and where do you start? But I was prepared to give one more heave on this, because when we've been presented with such a complete picture of what might have happened, it's worth making one final push, one more effort, just to see if we can turn anything up. But the first thing I needed to do was to dig a bit deeper into the man living on the island. And there was an obvious person to talk to, David Nathan, the man who found the body. I've got to know David reasonably well now and I could ask him about that but also ask him the question about whether the gate could be open from the rear. Remember that's something that came up in the story that somebody else had said as well so with two people independently mentioning that again it's something I could talk to David about. So I called David Nathan and as always he was very straightforward with his answers. Firstly on the gate he definitely concurred that it was possible to sneak round the side of the gate not easy but definitely possible but he didn't think that it was possible to unlock the gate from the back he'd never tried of course he didn't have to he had a key but he doesn't remember it being possible and he mentioned it probably would have attracted attention the gate being quite loud when it was opened and the manager of the mill joe marston he lived opposite the gate so if someone was opening the gate even from the back it's quite a high risk strategy secondly on the man on the island he does not recall anybody being there now that doesn't make it impossible because it could have happened in 1968 and i'm not sure david nathan was working from that office in 1968 i think they moved at the start of 1969 so there is a chance albeit a slim one that someone could have been there but it would have needed really to have happened in 68 not 69 so therefore so far there's no independent verification that a man was living on the island so where do i go from here well i went back to the man who told me about the story i wanted to know more about that how he came to learn about it, who told him and when. Now remember, the man who told me the story is the nephew of Mr A. That's absolutely provable. But one of the things he told me when I went back to him was that Mr A wasn't the person that told him what had happened. That story was told to him by another man, a man he knew as Fred Armitage. Now, I'm happy to use the name Fred Armitage in this podcast because I don't think that's his real name. Now, Fred Armitage was one of the people who in the story was involved in the murder and the burial. He was one of the people in the hut and at the burial site. Fred Armitage was one of Mr. A's closest henchmen. So our storyteller didn't find out first-hand from his uncle what had happened. He found out from someone else. Now, does that make it more or less likely to be true? Well, it seems it wasn't told directly from Mr. Ray's own words, so on the face of it, that makes it less likely. But having reflected on this, it actually might make it more likely to be true. Essentially, Fred Armitage was admitting to a murder perpetrated with this man's uncle. Now that's not the kind of thing you do lightly. And of course now we have a new name to think about, Fred Armitage. Could we track down Fred Armitage, see if he existed and what his connections were to the whole story? I needed to check some of these details more closely with our narrator how was he told this story where was he told it when was he told that story and that conversation yielded some unexpected information this is what he told me the man he knew as fred armitage lived in a wooden shack off waterside road in the Stapenhill area of burton near the railway bridge that carries the leicester line i.e the train that ran from burton to Leicester. Fred Armitage was a close, a very close associate of Mr. A. Mr. A being that gangland figure at the centre of this story. Fred Armitage kept dogs, quite a few, of his own and on behalf of Mr. A. And these weren't pets. These were a pack of guard dogs and pretty vicious by all accounts, Alsatians. Our narrator had known Fred Armitage from the age of about nine when he was associated with the group of people around Mr. A. So we would known him a long time. Now our narrator at the age of 17 moved for a few months to Birmingham, Birmingham's about 20 miles away, with a girlfriend. Now our narrator also had a pet dog which at the time he left with Fred Armitage when he went to Birmingham. Three months later, our narrator returned and went to collect his dog and had some bad news. His dog hadn't lasted very long when penned up with the Alsatians. And he was pretty upset about it, about what had happened. And that was the last time our narrator saw Fred Armitage. But it was... At that time, on that visit, that Fred Armitage told him this story. And that was the story I told you in episode 23. So far, so good. I asked the narrator about Fred Armitage, if he could describe him. And he did. Five foot seven, five foot eight, maybe. Light brown hair, short hair muscular, may have been a plumber as a sideline, but wasn't from Burton originally, maybe a Birmingham or Wolverhampton accent. Now, one slightly odd thing, our narrator's dad didn't call this man Fred Armitage, he called him Robbo, and Robbo and Fred Armitage don't really go together, so I don't know what's going on there. But then something occurred to me that hadn't occurred to me before. I asked our narrator how old he was when he went to pick up his dog and was told this story. He was 17. Now the thing is, I know when our narrator was born, because I've done the research on him. And he was born right at the end of 1950. So if he was 17, and he seemed certain of that, he couldn't have been told this story after the end of 1968, because you would have been 18. And the weird thing about that is that's potentially before the murder. Now, remember, the body was found in 1971. Forensics reckon he'd been buried between 9 and 18 months, which means the summer of 1969 to the summer of 1970. Remember, the ring was hallmarked in late 67 or early 68, and we can be sure about that. The police said it wasn't sold until 1969. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode, I have very serious doubts about the truth of that. But it does mean that if our narrator is telling us the truth... Most of the things about the date of the burial, as far as the police are concerned, are wrong. Wrong by a year. It also means that if our victim was killed in 1969 or 70, which is what most people think, this story cannot be true. But let's say for a second he is telling us the truth. It means two things. It means Fred Armitage told him about the murder, at the time of the murder. So not years later, but days or weeks later. It also means that our narrator knew a man had been murdered, he knew his name, he knew the perpetrator, he knew the burial site, he knew the method of killing, and never said anything to anyone, even when he was found. So I pushed this a little bit further could he remember what time of year he went to Birmingham and came back and he could it was March he was certain so he would have returned in June 1968 therefore if it's true Fred was killed around June 1968 and by the way that's probably before Time Consortium was operating from the site by the bridge, so David Nathan, Gartham Gopsall wouldn't have seen anything. But it does mean the pathology is wrong by over a year, and that he sat on the knowledge of a murder for 50 years. It also means that when the body was found, our narrator had already known for three years every single detail of the case and never said a word. In fact he didn't say anything until a couple of years ago when according to him he told this whole story to the police. So why didn't he say anything when the body was discovered and the investigation began in 1971? He says he wasn't aware of it. He was too busy, up to no good, to be reading the Burton Mail or watching the TV. Now that sounds really unlikely, but it's not really unlikely. It does actually match up with what I've heard from other people entirely unconnected to this person. And what I mean by that is that one of the unusual aspects of this case is how few people who were around in the 1960s and 1970s in that place knew anything about the case it was never really talked about I've had lots of conversations with people who were around at the time and it wasn't discussed even in the sump pub no one ever talked about it and this body was found directly opposite the sump pub it really wasn't well known in the area which is strange so When he says he wasn't aware a body was found, I can believe that. I'm prepared to believe it, that he didn't hear about the investigation. And we know the investigation wasn't as extensive as it might have been. So it was only when he saw the image in the paper a few years ago that he put two and two together and said, that's the man Fred Armitage was talking about. But to ask me to believe that he had been told the exact details of the murder three years before, well that was starting to stretch plausibility maybe a little bit too far for me. So I asked him, why? Why didn't he say anything? And the answer was simple. I was scared. I was scared to death. I knew what Mr A was capable of. I'd seen it at first hand. And Fred Armitage was worried to death as well. Now it's very important for me to say something at this point. There may well have been a man matching that description living in that place who had lots of dogs. It does not mean that that person was involved in a murder. I'm simply relaying to you a story that's been told to me so far completely unproven But as part of this investigation, it's important that I share with you what's told to me. But don't go away from this conversation today thinking that man killed someone. There's no reason to think that yet. But I think it's time for you to hear from the man himself. So you can make your own judgments about whether this is plausible or just the work of a fantasist. Could still be both. So that's what we're going to do in the next part of this podcast. Well, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in Derby and thanks for coming along on this journey throughout 2021. For a lot of reasons, it's been a pretty tough couple of years for many people and teams are not quite out of the woods yet, but I'm hoping that 2022 will start to get back to some kind of normality and he is hoping that in 2022 we'll be able to give a name to this poor man who was found by the side of the Trent in 1971. Someone mentioned to me that I must have the patience of a Saint in relation to this case and in this endeavour I do and so must you because we don't know whether we'll find the key to this next week, next year, in five years' time. What I do know is that my determination to finish this is stronger than ever and I know many of you feel the same way about it. And it will remain a collective effort to take this forward and I'm extremely appreciative of all the help that I've received in 2021 to take it as far as we have been able to take it to. So. I do hope that you, wherever you are around the world, have a peaceful, happy, and enjoyable Christmas. And I look forward to seeing where we go with this in 2022. But let's get back to the story. And the way we're gonna do this is as follows. I'm gonna play you my last conversation with the narrator. When he told me All those things are just related to you. And the reason I think that's useful is because when I narrate the podcast, I take a lot of trouble to make sure that I'm telling it in a logical sequence. So hopefully there are no immediate contradictions. But in everyday life, it's not like that. We contradict and correct ourselves all the time. That's just human nature. And in the account you hear, that's the kind of conversation I have to distill into the podcast so you can see the differences between what I've just told you and how exactly it was told to me. And it's worth knowing this is a man in his 70s, he's had some illness and sometimes he has to reach for the right word or the right thought and I have to be patient with that. Doesn't mean he's not telling the truth. Doesn't mean that because he's just correcting himself that he's simply making it up as he goes along. Though it could do. And some things I will pick him up on and he'll correct it because he knows that wasn't right. That could be suspicious. But it could also be because he's trying to fit together this mosaic of ancient memories. After 50 years. And sometimes you put a piece in the wrong place and have to take it out again and put it back in the right place. So that's what you're about to hear. I'm good, mate. How are you? That, thank you. Good, good, good. Just a quick one. I'm, uh, I'm putting together the next podcast at the moment. And yeah. I wanted to check a couple of things with you, if, if okay. you don't mind, because I just want to make sure I get them right rather than get them wrong. just want to go back to the kind of... The story of how you got told the story from Fred Armitage.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, he, one of the wo-
0: people who's working, doing a bit sort of dodgy thing for Yeah, yeah, I, I remember
1: and, that, yeah. Uh, I just met him when I was with We uh, had a couple of other people as well. It um, seemed a nice, not to say nice bloke. nice bloke for not both what, what they were, but uh, then I used to go to his cabin yeah um a few times one of the times oh, this, this is a story that i don't tell many people is uh, when i was how would i be 18 mm-hmm. i went off um, to birmingham with a school mm-hmm. and stayed there three months well, i had a um a border collie i watched border collie mm-hmm. and my my dad gave gave it, it to um, um look after and uh, when I got there, Rusty wasn't there, I said, I said to him, uh, where, where is he? He said, uh, oh, he said, the, dog, the dog's uh, killed him. Bloody hell. And uh, so, I mean, um, yeah, that that was one of the most um, sad things, really, that was. Yeah. The things I've done, but, but having the dog just thinking, I know, the dog's mauled it to death. You know, it's. Yeah. Uh, like, that's the reason really, I, I know it, because of the... Yeah.
0: So when did you first know, get to know Fred Armitage? When you first, what, Ooh, God, how I'm old, sure. so going right back. So how old would you have been when you first were aware of a bloke called, were you called Fred Armitage? Nine. About nine. So that would have been about 1960.
1: Yeah, it would, yeah.
0: Okay. And you knew him under that name until, what, he died or just before he died? Or? Well,
1: before he died, because I, I, I mean, uh, I didn't, um. He, he he told me when, it, when, it, when I when when went to uh, I went to, with Rusty, when I went to ask you about Rusty. Mm-hmm. Um. He, he told he told me about about it. Uh, I think yeah, about seventeen,
0: eighteen. I think it was. It's uh, I can't
1: remember how it was now. But uh, yeah, but yeah, that's, one, that's the last time I saw him. That
0: was. And so the last time you saw him was the time he told you about what happened to guy. The dog. Yeah. Oh, the dog. When did he tell you what happened to, to Fred the head?
1: He told me. He told me about that uh, probably two years beforehand. It, um, I think it was. I, I think it was about fifteen or so. It was just about like, breaking, breaking, breaking the mould or breaking the contact with him. It was, uh, he told. He told me about it. And he, and he seemed very worried at the
0: time. He's not the sort of person that would uh, really worry about much. It's, okay. Uh, okay. But if you were 15 when he told you about Fred the Head,
1: well, we uh, uh, 15, 15 or 16. Yeah, it's about it's around about 1967, I think. Somebody told me 68. Well, that's, uh, not long after. Uh, not long after it happened, anyway. But it hadn't happened then. It happened. Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to get a date for our mate. Um,
0: it hadn't happened by then
1: he told me he, he, Morris killed him in, uh, just after 67 so I'd be yeah I'd be 17 wouldn't I yeah 17 yeah 17 60, 17 yeah I would be yeah
0: yeah I'm, I'm worried about that if it was if it was 66, 60 or 67, 68 when you yeah. would have been 17, 18 yeah he's not dead by then
1: He's not dead
0: then, no. So, how does he. He's telling you someone's been killed that hasn't been killed then?
1: Oh, no, 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 sorry, no he would, no. I'm, uh, sorry,
0: no. I'm getting mixed up here. Okay. He told, he told me that this um, lad had died and uh, no, been killed.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and that was, he told me that was in about 67, 67, 68. And that's when
0: it when it, when it was killed. He wasn't fired a '71. He was killed around about '68, '67, '68, I think it was. It's it's unlikely, uh, and and well, he could have been killed. He could have been killed at the end of '67, '68. But it, yeah. I mean, literally, and the reason why he, that's the absolute earliest he could have been killed is because that ring he had on was hallmarked.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I think I told you before. It was around about sixty-seven, sixty-eight. I think it was sixty-eight when he actually when he actually told me. That, that when yeah.
0: So that you would have been eighteen then.
1: I was seventeen.
0: Okay, setback, button, seventeen.
1: Yeah, and that and that's the time I went to fetch. That's what I that's the time I went to the dog.
0: Yeah, that must have been the time he told me. Yeah. That, that's the last time I saw him. That was. So that's, but that is. That's three years before he's found.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: In the story he told you, he said, "Oh, he's buried by the river. This is what happened. You know, I was there with." He's buried, he's buried by the river. Yeah. Yeah. And what well, the exact place he was buried? You know, he was looking north, and he buried him in the pit by the thing. That's three years yeah. before the body's found. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you really know three years before the body's found that there's a body in that place? I knew what he
1: told me, and I, I, I took it with a pinch of salt at the time, that, uh, yeah. that, 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 that what, what had happened. But it's only when I saw this picture of Fred the Ed yeah, in the Burden Mail um,
0: in 2018, mm. that I looked at it, I thought, uh, that's a, that, that is a fellow he, he was talking about, you know, that is... I want to be dead sure about this, because... Uh... At the moment, it sounds like you knew that someone had been murdered and where that person... I knew someone
1: had been killed,
0: yeah. Yeah, and um, where yeah, they were. I- yeah, but you knew where they were. I, I mean, I mean, do you really want to go on record of saying that? Because that leaves you a bit wide open. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just want to... I don't want to put anything on this podcast that is going to get you in the shit. And
1: I, I, I'm not bothered, mate, because it, it's happened. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I've, told the police, I've told the police that
0: as well. What, those dates?
1: They they just um, all they wanted to know really was that was that you know and uh, I told him that the things I'd done as I, as I, when I was younger mm. the illegal things I thing bad things mm. and uh, but they said oh yes but uh, you was coerced into that weren't you you know so, okay. and, he, and he was uh, so most this time you you was underage anyway so uh, but, uh, I, 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 I was really surprised I'd never. Uh, Never, never, never any more questions at
0: the time. So, this guy, Fred Armitage, yeah. you're in his shack, 1718, and he says, I want to tell you something. How did, it, how did the conversation go? Do you remember? It was something like um, I want to say about Rusty, the dog. This is how it came about. He told me that his dogs was uh, 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 more rushed to death. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, something like. Uh, I'm going to tell you something now but don't tell anyone else That's that something that happened
1: to me and uh, so he told me about about this bloke being buried you uh, know, buried at the old flint mill yeah and we used to go there quite a lot anyway it was, uh, around the flint mill at the time it's what uh, that's what he did he was worried about something that was happening you know at the time he did tell me what it was but uh, and that's the last time I saw him it's uh,
0: Right, and so that would have been 67, 68? Yeah, sixty-seven, sixty-eight.
1: 68 that was, yeah. But no, it would, have, it would have been 68. I was, I was about to say, I was 17,
0: yeah. So it would have been 68?
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay, okay. That's different. I, for some reason in my head, had that he told you the year after he was found. 72
1: no no, no one the year after his mate, no it, 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 it was a, a couple of years after his family he told me
0: no you just told me he told no, you
1: no no it's not a couple of years he told he, t- he told me sorry I have to think a little different stuff same thing as that he told me uh, uh, when I went to fix
0: a dog up when I was 17 18 yeah 17 in 1968 in 1968
1: 1968, and...
0: Uh, and he told you everything you told me then?
1: He, he t- yeah, t- right. he, told me, he told me that then, in '68, yeah. And he was
0: it was worried about things happening. Well, that, Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. So, so the idea I had that he told you after the body was found is wrong. He told me before the body was found. Yeah.
1: And... I didn't put anything together to it until I saw saw it in the paper in the photo of the paper. I thought about it over the years. Right. And so I, saw, I saw saw this picture staring at me. But no, no, it it, it didn't tell it told me before.
0: He told me before he was found that, and that's what I told the police as well. So he told you before the body was found. You never saw any of the uh, coverage of it.
1: When he yeah, was... Because in them days, I mean, we never used to have the Burnt mate, it was very rare, and um, we never, you know, the television was, we didn't have a television now, I didn't tell about, we had a black and white telly, I
0: think when I was about sixteen, seventeen, 17, but okay. we didn't watch it much, I, I was too busy rowing and doing other things. It is different though, if you knew before, I mean you, you knew his name, you knew why he was killed. You knew how he was I, I killed. Knew,
1: I knew his name. I knew. I knew why he was killed.
0: How he was killed. Where yeah, he, he was. was where he was killed, yeah. and and where he was buried.
1: And where I was buried. Yeah.
0: Now, the, well, what I'm saying is, I mean, people are gonna say, "Why the f- didn't you say anything?" I mean, I just want to
1: tell you wanna... the truth, mate. We're just scared of shitless. If you know, if, uh, him doing X it it's um... Okay. Okay. You know, he's a nasty bastard and...
0: uh, You're talking about... Yeah, yeah. Was Hard enough for me, for me age, but he had guns and, you know,
1: knives and he wouldn't... He he, he would have used them as well.
0: Okay, leave that with me. I'm glad I checked that because I had a completely different picture in my head about how you... I I, I thought you'd heard it at a different time. But are you absolutely sure about that? Because if I... Sunday morning, a thousand that. people gonna wear it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, positive about, I'm positive about that. That I was told
0: before it was actually found. I'm, but I'm absolutely positive about that. The thing is, though, if, if what you've told me there is true, he never, yeah. he didn't just tell you before the body was found. He told you probably a week after he killed him. It probably
1: not long after. It wasn't long
0: after. It couldn't have been because because the because the, no. the the ring uh That's wrong, the ring was hallmarked yeah. at the end of 67 yeah yeah uh, and, That's wrong, and and so literally i mean the ring was virtually new so there yeah, and that yeah. was the ring. On, so if that what you've just told me is true you got to you were told about it pretty much as it happened
1: yeah i probably was yeah i probably was mate
0: all right great i'm glad i checked them things yeah. If if you think about what you've said to me, again, you think, well, oh, I'm not sure I have got that right. Yeah. You tell no, me. No,
1: defi- no, it was definitely before he was found, and it wasn't long after he, it was happened, I'm sure it wasn't, because was, I, was, I was 17, so...
0: Uh, are you sure that thing about you going to pick your dog up and the time the story was told to you are the same yeah, times?
1: Yeah, I'm 89% sure that that, that that was the time, yeah.
0: And and you don't reckon you saw Fred Armitage again?
1: I never saw. I never saw him after that. With him, do nothing. What happened to him? We don't play footballers, to you? know, I ain't now, no. It's uh, the last time I saw him. But uh, mm,
0: okay. yeah, but he, I, 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 honestly, Kenny, he was he was scared. He was scared shitless so. himself. Hmm. Hmm. And but you reckon he still lived in that shack for another until he until he died? Uh, until, until he died, he, 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 he was
1: there until he died. Yeah.
0: But just have a think about what you've told me there, because Sunday, people are going to be saying, what, he knew about it when it happened? Yeah. And he knew everything about it, and didn't say anything.
1: I I, I told the police exactly the same thing, mate.
0: All right, I just don't want to get you into any trouble. But you won't get into trouble. You won't
1: get me into trouble, because whatever the truth is, is a truth. Yeah, I... that's why I I want the story out. Yeah. uh, That's why I told the police.
0: 100% Hundred percent on that, but I just want you to do it 100%, 100% with, on that. with with your eyes open in in the in the sense of if what you've told me there is true, you knew about it before anyone else knew about it. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not lying to you, mate. That's that, that's the truth. I, I, honestly, I honestly knew before he died that it it it, it happened before he was found. Yeah, yeah, and not exactly, for it happened,
1: not it for it yeah, 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 and, uh, yeah, yeah, I get you. I put, over the years, Ken, I put a lot of, a lot of things out of my mind, the horrible things that happened, because a kid of my age wouldn't have witnessed what I witnessed and did what I did. Hmm. As you get older, you think, no, this has got to be told, this has, and one uh, of my sister says to me last week or before, why don't you go and see art anymore? I said, the reason I don't go and see her, she, I was living with her at the time, and uh, I think about 10, and uh, told me to go with and uh, do these things we was doing. Um, mm. You know, we had, we had guns in the car at the time, we went to London mm. to shoot someone, and uh, if, if anyone stopped him, no, it was just me and his, I oh, just taking the lad out. It's,
0: uh, this uh, thing in London, this thing you, I remember you' telling me about him shooting someone in London
1: yeah
0: how old would you have been then
1: I was about nine or ten
0: so this would have been 59 or something yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: and, and do you know where the,
1: the pub, it is in the East End and the pub had a like a royal name on it I can't know what it was now but uh, I thought oh no it's not the Queen's head or it but something Duke or something you know you're like,
0: I can't okay. remember what it was now, but it was something that like of a royal connection. Okay. All right. Let me. Uh, mate, I've taken up enough of your time. That's interesting. I mean, really yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I, we might need to have another couple of chats before uh, I publish yeah. this on Sunday, but.
1: I, I promise you, this is exactly uh, what I told the police.
0: And you told them you knew about this before the body was found?
1: Before the body was found,
0: yeah. All right, buddy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you this, mate, because I want. I'm kind of clear to so my
0: conscience, I suppose. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah,
0: it's, uh... I'm, I'm, I'm saying what an amazing story, but I can't I can't verify it with anything at the moment. No. And I need to verify it with something. Uh, you got to. You got I, to. I, I, I uh, absolutely have to. All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, right. yeah. So that was my last conversation with the narrator. And I wanted to play that for you for a number of reasons. Firstly... That conversation is pretty typical of the kind of conversations I have with people who are trying to remember things from the 1960s. Memories are not solid. They're fluid. They're always imperfect. Trying to get your arms around them is trying to wrestle a slippery fish. But giving you a chance to hear the voice of the narrator using his own words may help you make up your mind about the truthfulness of that account. And I know some people will say, no, that just isn't right. I know he's lying. Now, I'd be careful of that. I know some people will like to say in the future, I knew he was wrong from the moment he opened his mouth. But actually disbelieving someone with no evidence to disbelieve them is as big as a mistake as believing someone with no evidence to believe them. My approach has always been Stay neutral as long as you can, until there's uncontrovertible evidence for one or the other. And at the moment, there's neither. So, personally, I'm staying in that neutral state. I'm staying patient, staying on the fence, until evidence from one side or the other pushes me off. But there's still a lot of work to do. And I'm going to start with trying to find out what I can about this Fred Armitage character. The man who told him the story. The man who was there when our victim was killed. So until next time, have a good one. The Mysterious Case of Fred the Head is a GSE Media production. Written, produced and narrated by myself, Ken Davis.